0: hello and welcome to the sacred remembering podcast the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification i'm your host sarah poet women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, beloveds. Hello, and welcome back to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. It's so good, again, to be here with you all. Today, I'm going to replay a recent interview that I did with Nick Walker of the Soul Food for Thought podcast. He interviewed me and he was gracious enough to send me the recording so that I can share it with all of you. And I'm really excited to do that. But as you can probably hear from my voice, there's not a hyper energetic excitement Um, going on today. It's pretty calm, actually. So, it is in love and enthusiasm that I send you this podcast today, but I am in active restoration. Active restoration. And I'll just talk for a few moments about that and then let us get to this interview today But it applies because this interview, the central theme of this interview is really about aligning to your essence. And the truth is we can talk about that all day long, but there's this energetic that I've been witnessing in me. And I know that this audience is primarily feminine. So I'm going to talk to the ladies right now. There has been a lot to take care of in the pandemic. A lot fell to women. There has been a lot going on in the world. And I know that we are concerned for our children and how that is affecting them. And there's a lot going on in the world that just breaks our hearts right now. And I think the busier it gets on the outside, sometimes the more we want to know about it, we want to tune into it, we want to take care of everything, we want to be of help. And yes, let's be caregivers and let's be in our feminine heart because that's beautiful. And also, if we are depleted, it is not of benefit to anyone. And remember that the feminine energetic relies on rest and restoration. The word that's coming is actually redemption. And I'm sitting here just on my meditation cushion, talking with all of you with my eyes closed. And so redemption. Oh, and I got a little chill there. So there's a mystery there. There's a little mystery in that and what that means for our relationship to the feminine. But, you know, this world for a very, very long time just mowed over the feminine. We know that that's true. We know that this world habitualized us to give up our energy and to continue to deplete ourselves. and. It is actually in the act of remembrance that the sacred feminine. She doesn't hustle. She does not hustle. And it is that feminine that has right relationship to the masculine that does not ask for the hustle. So let me expand on that. So in a patriarchal society. We are all emulating a, an unhealthy masculine essence. The push, the go, get more done, achieve, power over, whatever it takes, right? We know that orientation. And even women who are reclaiming feminine, have been reclaiming feminine and themselves, we continue to... Find ourselves in this orientation. And it's like, oops, I'm back in that orientation. And I recently found myself there again. And I've been talking about it in this podcast the, um, you know, the demands of the schedule, really. And then my relationship to um, caffeine and how I was getting through the day. I mean, I was doing things. I'm living a sacred life. I'm paying attention. And I got tripped up in how am I going to get everything done? And I was drinking more caffeine in a day to stay on point because it was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write this. I'm going to work on this. And then I'm going to go out and be with my child and go to the swimming pool. And then um you know I'd have an another cup of caffeine in the afternoon to get things done now, that being said, I'm a really healthy person i I try to um remain that way, one for my own hormonal balance and two because the energy work that I do in client session is very very potent and sacred to me, and so my health and my mental clarity including my third eye um are very important to me so um you know if <laughs> these if it's like a session day um then i'm not drinking caffeine beforehand so these are just like when when i'm around my house apartment getting things done right i was like going to the caffeine so actually this is kind of opening up into a story about what was revealed in the first 21 days of the king temple space that I'm holding, and you remember me talking about fall in love with the king, we did a 21-day practice. And in the 21-day practice, each woman is uh, responsible for determining what she is going to be Working with what energetics she is going to be working with within that 21 day practice. And so I decided I was going to work with the energetics of, you know, feeling depletion and this tendency to vacillate to um, the caffeine. And then I was noticing some hormonal imbalance. and, And so, oh, and different breath patterns. And some breath patterns that were more associated with like fear, um, kind of like a stuck feeling in the diaphragm, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, when am I going to get a full breath? When am I going to finally catch up on the to-do list? You know, it's, it's honestly how it was starting to feel. Happens to everyone, right? And so I started to track this. And if you had listened to the podcast episodes, what is it, like 67, 70, around that area, I had done a couple of podcasts that were about lack and I talked about the consumer program. So what I was doing essentially is I was tracking my relationship with the consumer program for 21 days. So that means when did I get the urge to consume primarily caffeine, but also like food or sugar. And what was the emotion that was going on with that? And then did I consume it? How did I feel afterward? And then what did I notice with the overall energy? So now keep in mind, this is sacred space that I'm opening up this contract, this 21 day practice where I'm saying, I want to experience regenerative energy, regenerative energetics. I want to experience the feminine that always has plenty to give, right? Is resourced, is in balance with the healthy masculine, right? This is what I want to be getting back to. And so I was tracking where I was off balance with that. Now, the magic and mystery that ended up coming from that in the reveal, because remember, what I had asked for was regeneration. So, we don't necessarily, when we're traveling a soul path, we don't, you know, it's not always like crystal clear exactly (laughs) why we're doing what we're doing, but my soul in deciding to do that for the 21-day practice, what was revealed were patterns in my own inner masculine relationship that were not supporting my own inner feminine. So, that might seem obvious to some of you listening or some of you might be scratching your heads. It's fine the energetic of push that patriarchal masculine go by all costs, get it done. That had snuck back in. It had snuck back in. And so if I am saying, and we talk about this in this podcast um, interview with Nick Walker, if I'm saying that I want a relationship with the divine masculine. And I want to feel, I guess, you know, more so than it's important, like to have a relationship with a man. That's what I'm saying. I want to restore the relationship with the divine masculine. Okay. Um, as a woman. And so what that looks like is looking at how do these energetics play out in me? You've heard me talk about these things before. So I can't be running a, um, I'll say a weak masculine inside of me if I want to feel the full replenishment and restoration of the feminine. Do you see that? So, oftentimes we want the outward, the outside world to change for us to support our rest, our restoration, even our redemption. And we want to see that from the outside world. And my friends, I'm not sure that we are going to see that from the world that we are living in for quite some time. But this transmission is to say to you that what we are going through now is taking us to the world that does honor the feminine. And we don't need to wait until those, until that evidence comes from outside of ourselves. Rather, we are creating it with our energetic. So if you are looking for ways to track your time, your energy, and to look at how you're using feminine and masculine, I've got those resources. We've got structure and flow. You can take that as a private mentorship. It comes with a planner where you track your energy for 90 days. It's amazing. I've used it time and time again <laughs> because it works. So we've got structure and flow. You've got private sessions with me, private long-term space holding with me. Okay. And then I've got other resources as well. You can go to sarahpoet.com and find those. We are restoring feminine, and that feminine restores a healthy masculine. So then the next personal reflection for me is not, well, where am I going to experience this space holding from the masculine on the outside of me? No, it's, okay, what is my relationship with the masculine looking like now? And so this weekend, My son is at his father's, and I have decided that this masculine essence in me is going to do the space holding for the feminine essence in me. See how this goes? And I'm creating more space for more downtime so that the feminine can go very deep. If our masculine inside of us is in a hustle orientation, our feminine will never get to rest. Okay. So this is where that feminine masculine inner relationship makes a lot of practical sense. If you're wondering, how do I have a relationship between my inner feminine and masculine? Go to sarapoet.com and download the resource that I made for you that's called The Pathway to feminine and masculine reunification. This also has implications for relationships as well. So I am excited to announce the uh, a new resource that I have available for free on the website. It'll be um, there within the upcoming days weeks, but get on my email list right now at sarahpoet.com and this resource is called Feminine Masculine money, or maybe masculine, feminine, money, I think is how I typed it out. (laughs) But it's how your relationship to the feminine and masculine inside has everything to do with your relationship to money and also your relationship to love. They go hand in hand, as we know. You've probably noticed very um, common patterns in your relationship to money and you know, men, if you're a woman and, and vice versa. So, there is a correlation between the inner masculine and feminine and your money and your relationships. I'm really excited to get you that information. A few other calls to action very quickly. If you are loving this podcast and I am hearing from you that you are, so thank you so much for being here. Don't forget that you can support it and then that energy exchange is greatly appreciated. I'm going to name a few ways that you can support this podcast and my work. One, you can go to Apple and Spotify, subscribe to the podcast, rate and type out a review a worded review. Very important. Thank you so much. Two, you can follow me on Instagram at embodied breath and share with a friend. Three, this podcast is actually on Patreon and Patreon is a way for artists and makers to be supported in making a living for what they create. And so it is patreon.com backslash Sarah poet. And I greatly, greatly appreciate a five or $10 donation monthly. It's just energetic support. Thank you for that exchange. You're welcome to leave more than that as well. At one point I had a $300 a month Patreon. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. So I hope that you enjoy this interview that um, Nick Walker held the space for me and asked the questions, but it's a lot of dialogue and I'm sure that it will provoke a lot of inner questions and reflection. I actually re-listened to this interview that we did, I guess we probably did this early to mid-July And I listened to it again yesterday. So we're rounding out the third week of August here. And I had a lot of points of reflection, honestly. And um, I like that about the interview that we actually um, had a lot of discussions, but left a lot of room for ponderance. So I hope it inspires so much love. I'll be back next week. And I'm also setting up some really awesome interviews for this fourth season and I'm getting the membership site ready. So please keep coming back, tell your friends, invite everybody, you know, and thank you for being here. So much love.
1: Hey, good morning, Sarah.
0: Good morning, Nick. How are you?
1: Hmm. Um, I've had a beautiful morning routine which is always um <laughs> it's very dynamic. There there's a lot that usually comes up for me. Whether it be um I don't know what your morning routine is. I'm interested to hear how you go by yours, but for me it's a ton of sometimes it's screaming, <laughs> yelling. Um I like to do mirror work so like a mirror meditation. Um But, yeah, just, like, getting rid of all the crap that is, like, in the way of, like, my stillness and, like, neutrality. Being able to actually feel, um, to feel, like, where that seat is. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, so what about you? So
0: so it was an interesting morning. Ah, So my morning routine involves my cat's agreeing to not wake me up until five o'clock. That's our agreement lately. So I get woken up by cats, uh, because of the layout of, of this apartment, like they can be in my space. And so I'm like, okay, we need an agreement at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I feed them. I take the dog out. And then I, um, have been going outside on the balcony and, um doing some practice to really like feel my essence and just be in the simple joy of my essence because you can get really carried away with um doing a lot of work all the time right really i'm really good at self improving and so i've been sitting lately in the stillness of just i i am and the essence and so watch the sunrise that way and then um walk the dog and, yeah, it depends if my child is here, or, you know, so I'm going to, like, fit in some writing, fit in some kundalini, fit in some mothering, you know, all those things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to say, um, and I've already started recording this in the background, actually, outside of oh, the Zoom. Okay. So, so we could – Outside of Zoom. We, we may be able to roll with this if you're comfortable with that. Um, but I do want to um, – just share my appreciation and respect that I have for you doing everything that you're doing. Um, because I think that you are like the life that you are spearheading, (laughs) you know, for yourself, like it takes courage, obviously, right. To, you know, do all these programs and to talk about some of the things that you're talking about, um, and to just show up in the, in the way that you are. I think it's very, um, admirable that you are, um, just your integrity and and your courage and just how do or die you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not quite ready to die yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for recognizing that it's a little it's a little crazy. I mean, it has been. I, I leapt from you know a salaried school principal position in a school that I had created, um, or helped to to create and, um, took this leap three years ago, trusting, you know, that I would be provided for trusting that I would, um, you know, figure things out with the help of, of, of the universe, let's call it. And it has been a wild ride, wild ride. But every time there was that question of, okay, you're going to, go back. You're going to do something else. It's like, I'm, I'm clear that this is my soul journey. Um, you know, my family doesn't understand it. My, my son does think, thank goodness, but like my grandmother does not, you know, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I have continued to um, learn how to run a viable business of soul and And of this consciousness evolution that's happening on the planet. Um, Mm. And I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) And I hope to uh, be able to teach others how to do something similar, maybe with Mm. um, less of a rocky path.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and so, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and, and introduce you. So, everyone, welcome to the Soul Food for Thought podcast. And today I bring you Sarah Poet. She is a polarity integration coach who focuses on feminine and masculine reconciliation. She is a former TEDx speaker, and she, um, she is the host of the Sacred Remembering podcast. Um, and something else that I picked up on is that she. it seems that she focuses on sovereignty in every sense of the word, And I think that is obviously very important. Um, And so, yeah, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so
0: much for having me. I really appreciate the invitation.
1: Mm -hmm. So my first question for you is what is alive for you right now?
0: Mm. Mm. There's always so many things alive for me right now. (laughs) Um, So let me pause with that. I am always living my own soul journey, right? And I learn so much about the collective by what is going on in my own soul journey. So sometimes it feels a little selfish or I feel like I'm too far down in my own muck, you know, to figure out what's going on. But what I'm really interested in right now is a mystery around creation consciousness, (laughs) And, um, that paralleled a recent, uh, realization where I was leading this women's group that was all centered in these codes that were coming in about prosperity and creation consciousness. And it came to light that <laughs> I'm going to start with a big share if that's okay with you. I feel mm-hmm. like it probably is. Here, I'm, um, I'm,
1: I'm going to press the record button on the zoom first. <laughs>
0: Recording in progress.
1: There
0: we go. <laughs> None of that was recorded. Yeah. <laughs>
1: her, her voice is, like, so annoying. Like, it, it's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, so through this... Through this um, women's group and the alchemy that was happening in this group, I realized that i've been asleep to oh my gosh there's still an iud in my body and this iud that was in my body was really from a lot of old thought forms about you know i can't can't get pregnant can't afford to get pregnant um you know i had a divorce and so it's like you, no one's going to help me if i get pregnant you know those really old thought forms and this device was still in my womb space like in my creative center and um you know I had I had uh lost a child at an early age for adoption and so like birth and the trauma around birth was always just very much a part of my life and so it was this like by any means necessary I won't get pregnant right with this IUD in there and and then I was in this women's group leading this women's group Uh, around channeled material around creation consciousness realizing holy shit I have this device in my womb space which is my creative center and it needed to come out and it came out and not saying that this needs to be true for other women who are listening because I am glad that I had that device in there, you know, over the years as I was on the soul journey with, um, uh, a f- couple of soulmates and, you know, it, it, birth control is, is something that I really <laughs> am grateful for. Um, but if we're talking about creation consciousness, I think for me, this is, you asked me what was alive for me right now. Um, receiving information and codexes and and healing and light codes around true creation consciousness and and the masculine consciousness and the feminine receiving that consciousness and that happens through us it happens you know we are embodied spiritual you know matter and so um that, that's really alive for me right now and is still very much in part mystery that I am um, navigating and sitting with and uh, reading some things about immaculate conception and, you know, ultimate creation. So it's fascinating. I can't say that I have like put my finger on any one thing about it. Um, but between, you know, being a mother <laughs> and an entrepreneur and, you know, a puppy owner
1: like these are the deep things that I'm contemplating, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very interesting. Um, and thank you for sharing that. I think what's coming up for me is, um, first, and I know earlier you mentioned like simplicity, like coming back to like your simple essence, like that simple essence that, um, the way that I understand it is like that essence has such a powerful consciousness, I guess you could say, where it doesn't care about many of your fears or any of your fears, (laughs) your limitations or like whatever it may be. And when it comes to being able to, to ground ourselves into like that organic timeline, I guess you could say, or however, however it is you want to interpret that. It's very interesting because it, it, in 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 my experience, it can sometimes be daunting to, to to hold that essence, right, and to see like oh, like what would be on the other side of this. So, a very um, legitimate example is the other day I was feeling very in my body. I was feeling feeling very simple in my essence, and I had this thought. I was like, I really want some coconut water right now, and so I had the inspiration to go online and to like, look at like, okay, like what if I ordered just like a shit ton of coconut water? And, and I was, and I felt so centered. I felt so in alignment, (laughs) but then whenever I saw the price, that's Mm -hmm. whenever like that fear crept in right. And that, and that limitation. But my understanding is that if I were to hold that essence, like that is like the, I'm creating like with that, from that, as that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's it's an entirely different like game, and, and 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 I believe that we're supposed to to live in that way. You know, and I, and I, and so it's very interesting to see that that very simple essence as a guide, even if it is calling you to do something that you think is not simple or easy.
0: Thank you. I love that you just took it there it's the truest thing. I mean, our essence is our truest thing. And what I started doing as a, you know, when I first started my entrepreneurial endeavor, it was really a lot of like women's truth work. Can we hold the truth of who we are? Can we own the truth of who we are? And I had a really, uh, wild, you know, childhood experience with, a very controlling, like thought controlling father, manipulative, emotionally manipulative, um, religious abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. But it was so normalized that I didn't, I knew that something was off and wrong, but the, like the mind control was so, so thick that it was so much for me to wake up to that. And so that's what I've, been doing on my path and like owning, okay, this is my truth and this is my truth and this is my truth. And, um, so yeah, I've walked with a lot of women in, in women's group space and soul alchemy space that I've held on how do we own that truth and that essence and how do we connect with that? And that really goes to sovereignty because, as i was on this path and and bringing back truths and looking at okay where am i defensive of my truth where versus where do i just get to live it where am i reacting to something on the outside and calling that my truth versus what am i just hearing and, and cultivating, um, in my own, in my own space and in my own essence and how we come to know that in a world where we have the parental influences, we have the religious influences, political, cultural. All of that, how do we hear ourselves? And so energetic sovereignty became very, very important um, for me and also in my teachings because it's like, if we're not going to that sacred essence inside, you know, and the Sacred Remembering podcast really started as a permission for women to access the sacred directly within because, you know, women are told you, you have to go through religion or you have to go through man. You have to go through these things to have access to your resources, have access to God. And, and so my teachings are all about like, no, we go straight to source. And this is our sovereignty. The sovereignty isn't something that, um, you know, we don't have to defend against anything in order to have our sovereignty. Rather, it's something that we cultivate. And then as we cultivate that, when we shed our layers of trauma, and we shed the thought forms and we shed the, you know, um, the imprints and we shed the entities quite honestly, because like, you know, we've got a lot of stuff in our field. Mm-hmm. We shed that we become more energetically sovereign and we're calling in more of our essence, and that's what uh, you know ignites the light body. That's what ignites, you know, when we talk about purpose and and why we're here and and the search for meaning and things like that. It's like all you all we have to do is connect to the essence. Like that is the purpose. That is it. Like we don't have to perform. We don't have to. And do anything outside of that and so all of the fears that you're mentioning Nick, and financial has certainly been one of mine too like are my resources going to be there well if i'm an infinite creator being and i connect to my essence is there any shortage of prosperity and wealth there's not Has that, like, completely transpired in the 3D yet for me, for you, for for many listeners? No. But this, I mean, I feel it alchemically. I see it in the light body architecture. Like, this is the wealth frequency.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's the very thing that we were deterred from connecting with. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it is everything. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful. It's making me think... Because briefly there, you mentioned the idea of like outsourcing your truth, right? And something that I've been coming to terms with is that it's almost like sometimes the more that you are kind of on this upswing and you're really like getting into like your truth and like you, like you're really embodying it. It's interesting because I've noticed with me that sometimes I can actually take a little bit of a... a little a little, a little bit of a backseat in the sense where I'm, I'm more open to ideas and thought forms and things outside of me, guidance, teachers, all these things outside of me in order to like validate it or to confirm it or, or, or something like that. Right. I, I'm like fishing for information outside of me. And it's almost like sometimes I've noticed myself, um, trying to resonate with someone else's truth whenever mine was already working. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, mine was never broken. And it's just very interesting because, I mean, I guess I'm just going to be straight up about it. I don't know if you um, have been in tune with this, but recently in this space, spiritual space, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) um there have been people who have been proclaiming Christ and
0: like as, and as in they
1: are, I, I, I don't, and see, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I like my body couldn't, there was no like intuitive understanding per se. Mm. So I understand like what people are, um saying when they say like Christ consciousness like that kind of like that resonates within my body um but for me like whenever i'm connecting to truth i guess you could call it i like to refer to it as like i'm connecting to like my one and only god source like creator of my cells breather of my breath all of these things yeah. and uh, recently there have been um some major influencers on, on social media, some of who I deeply respect who have been, um, have just been approaching it from this like other angle. Um, like something like, if, like very in particular that people have been saying is like, Christ is the only way. And it's just very, and I'm not like trying to, to down that or, or shame that, but I'm just trying to understand like what, it just seems like there has been a shift and it's almost like there's a part of me that feels like he should be catching up, that he should be switching something, that he should be doing something different, but it's like I feel if I'm being honest with myself, that there hasn't really been anything like wrong with like my faith and my and my connection because I feel it in my body and so I don't you know, maybe it's I don't know, you know? <laughs> but it but it is very, um it's a very it can be very interesting whenever The external is somewhat invalidating some of the, I guess you could say the understandings that you've had or the truth that you have, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. And so when you saw that or heard that, you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, that it kind of made you question or go, huh, is is that truth to me? Is that not truth to me? Is that what happened? Mm
1: Mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah Yeah. that's that's exactly what happened
0: well isn't contrast a beautiful thing to get you you know to give you the opportunity to to say is this true for me also and does this feel like truth and i think that You know there are people on this earth that are very clean and they're energetic that are bringing through huge you know codes that we need. Like I wouldn't understand what I understand in my mind if I didn't have, for example, Lisa Renee. I think Lisa Renee is so clear. And while I was living this path of feminine, masculine reclamation and I'm getting my ass kicked by love and, you know, all these things I'm thinking I'm finding my soul mates and like, holy crap, I have to learn this and I have to learn that. and It's the deepest shit ever. And I'm like, is this what's happening? You know, I can look to Lisa Renee as a teacher and trust that clarity. Now, I think in this coaching space, it's really interesting. And this is where people just, you know, you have to trust yourself. You have to know yourself. And I think we also have to be like, okay, we're humans on a journey. We're going to know this one day. We're going to go know more tomorrow. We're going to know more next year. I mean, who I was three years ago, it's sometimes embarrassing. You know, I'm like, okay, yep, I did all that in the public eye, and I forgive myself, and I am me in this expression of integrity right now, um, and and I know that I am still becoming, mm. and so I can show up here in this conversation with what I know today, and then, I mean, oh my gosh, if I look at my body of work, it's like it's a it's a chronicle of what I knew as I knew it. <laughs> Right. Isn't that but isn't that what it is to be a seeker or a spiritual teacher? It's like, I, I guess I'm not embarrassed by that anymore. Mm. It's like this mm. is what my human has figured out in terms of consciousness at this point in time. Yeah. But there's one one other thing I want to say about that is, you know, I think as we're on the seeking path and these fears do come up, I see you writing down. So I'm sorry. I like, I know you have a thought there. Thanks for letting me go. you know, these fears come up and it's like, am I going to run a viable business? Am I, am I doing the best practice? Am I, am I getting it right? And, you know, just this morning, it figures that I was thinking about this this morning in the shower, because of course we're, it's going to come into this conversation. You know, the last coach that I hired, um, (laughs) When I said yes to that, it was more money than I'd ever spent on anything like that. And what I wanted was like, I knew that this woman really had gone from like a a rags to riches story, but very consciously Uh, like I admired her and she held a frequency that I also wanted to know better right? Like I wanted to be in her frequency. And so I said yes to this coaching and at the end of the coaching, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm like eight months out from when I said yes, or maybe even more than that. Looking back, I can see that it was both perfect and, That putting anyone, you know, we don't put these people on a pedestal because we are all human. And so for anyone saying, like, I am Christ embodied or I am, you know, imperfect or anything like that, my system says beware of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But also trust your system. So there's going to be reasons that we say yes you know, and it's never the be all end all. It's like, yeah, we say, yes, we learn, we integrate. Um, Oh yeah, that's that person's frequency. And now I know mine better. Mm -hmm. I think that's what really came out of that coaching way more than probably anything I've learned was, Oh, I actually don't agree with everything you're saying and I'm standing way more, um, embodied and what is the word like fortified
1: mm-hmm. in
0: my own frequency yeah and so am i glad i did it for sure and <laughs> you know is it the be all and all never
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i love that way of 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 looking at it um of seeing everything as like um everything can contribute to you in that way, right? As long as you can question yourself and all of these things. And in terms of the, in terms of this specific example, I guess what made me the most uncomfortable is, and this is something I had to look at, you know, I had to ask myself like, okay, why am I uncomfortable about this? And it actually seems that um, these people, and, and like I said, um, leaders that I I have greatly respected you know, like their frequency and like what they're bringing in, and it actually seems that they are proclaiming like Christ as like the, like the 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 man. I, I believe like an embodiment of the man. Like that is like what they are conveying, which was very interesting to me. And it's like you know, especially whenever it comes from someone who you have trusted right and, and and I've deeply respected, and so you know, I had to look with I had to look at that and I had to question myself, and something that just came to me was like, okay, at the end of the day, I may not always know what God looks like or what God sounds like, but I believe that I always know what God feels like whenever I feel it. And I know that I'm always doing my best to discard everything that does not feel like that. And that I'm doing my best to listen. And so, with that, like that, that that's going to have to be, you know, that, that, that's going to have to be enough, you know, is just like my devotion to uncovering that true essence, no matter what is happening in the, in the external. And I like what you said too, about, you know, how these are also just like humans. And this is just one point in time, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what people are going to be saying a year from now, people can be saying something entirely different, you know what I mean? And so that's why there's so much value in being able to, you know, to fortify yourself in that way. And to really be on this, You know, look at the things outside of you, you know, always question yourself, things like that, but return to yourself and, um, yeah, like, like, like this path is about you.
0: Yeah. And I do believe too, that we are in a reawakening of the Christ consciousness on the planet. Um, You know, if you read material, channeled material around what uh, Yeshua, Master Jesus and Mary Magdalene were doing on the planet and all of these scenes, you know, like there was, there was a whole group of people that was bringing this consciousness forward um, 2000 years ago and they knew that it would be seeded you know, which is such a beautiful masculine word, right? Like they knew that the consciousness would be seeded, but then it was hijacked. Like this consciousness was hijacked and, you know, how, how amazing and beautiful that this avatar, you know, Christ was willing to come into that embodiment, even knowing that the message would be skewed and lost for so long. Mm. And so like, when I look at my own journey. And this is why it's so important that we actually see our life journey and our quest for truth as a part of the solution of what is going on in the planet. And I like, I feel the bigness of that. As I say it, there's We are the solution. We are the embodiment of the new frequencies of the new earth. Like it does not happen except through us. It's happening in the earth and through the earth, but we are, we are in living conjunction with the earth. So when I look at my path, you know, I was raised in um, in a family that I shared a little bit, like my father was very religious Very, um, very anti-feminine. It took me a long time into my life to realize that, but very anti-feminine, very suppressive of the feminine father of three daughters. Um, Very, very strange behavior about what you could think, could not think. Um, And I'm going to actually share something here that's ready to be shared. I'm writing in a memoir about it, but I've never spoken about this, even on my own podcast. I've only spoken about it in women's groups because my family has not acknowledged this. But um, my father was actually raised as a child with um, SRA influence. So that's satanic ritual abuse. And, um, you know, so it's as anti-Christ as it comes And so he, he endured an immense amount of trauma, immense. And yet this was still in his psyche and, and unresolved except for his proclaimed love and and rescue of Jesus, you know, as he perceived Jesus, it was still unresolved in his psyche as he was raising his family. And so I mean, it has taken me a long time to unravel that mindfuck because it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I was raised by a man with very, very severe trauma Mm -hmm. who was a narcissist who actually had in him probably running Luciferian frequencies, not even probably. Like, I know that he was, and um, carrying out, like, cult influence on his daughters and I was the oldest. Okay. So, so wow. Right. But when I look at that as a soul and what my soul signed up for, it's like, okay, Sarah, the human, you're going to come in and you're going to sign up to be in this family with this like outrageous freaking situation that you're going to uncover as time goes on. And you're going to have to claim your truth from that and transmute that density and discover, you know, and then you're going to remember the feminine and spend a lot of years doing that. Then, oh yeah, we got to get the masculine too. Oh, by the way, this is all so that you can like be in a light body vehicle of Christ consciousness. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? It's like, wow. And so that's, you know, there, there are always these, I believe there this truth that's like always underneath, always associated with the essence. My essence knew that the contrast of what I was experiencing as a child was not okay, right? But to trust myself and to trust to this. And when we started, you were saying like, wow, you, you, like, yeah, we took big leaps. I took big leaps, right? But it's like, yes, I can continually trust my own essence to guide me and my remembrance really has been, it's like surprise of all surprises um, about, you know, Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and their union. But then bigger than that, the Christic union of feminine and masculine that I call mother father god i call the crystal sophia it's like what gives birth to all life and so to to come in with that kind of you know imprint and suppression imagine if i hadn't said yes to my own essence because i lived that way for a while i think everyone listening probably has a time where they knew You know, they knew who they were and they they had to decide whether or not to go after it. And then we're listening now and it's like, okay, yeah, this, I think I have this truth in me, this thing calling me, am I going to listen to it? Am I going to stay in this job or am I going to listen to this? And it's like, if I could, like, if I could tell people one thing, looking back at, you know, who I was as a school principal, was I good at that? Yes. Did I love those children? Yes. Like I had two master's degrees. I could, I could have done that for the rest of my life, but even just, you know, four years later coming into this understanding of, of the depth of the Christ consciousness of, of what's possible in terms of, um, living in the light and really like activating the cells and healing the DNA. It's like, hell yes, I would do that a thousand times over. I would leave that job. Again and again and again. Um so maybe I needed to even say that for myself right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, keep going, even though it's yeah. it's like uncharted territory, right? Yeah. We're in the active remembrance. <laughs> We're in the active remembrance of unity consciousness on the planet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we need pioneers.
1: Mm. Yeah. So
0: like you're doing this, you know? You, I don't know. I don't know you as a as a person, and human. I've been listening to your podcast, but I don't know you personally. But it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of the pioneers. I'm gonna like, yeah, I put my hand up, yeah, and self elected.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, and that that's the thing. It's um, I follow. I felt my heart opening like the whole time you were saying that. It's like. Mm you know as that pioneer there there's always this desire to open right no matter how much or no matter how ingrained your current beliefs or whatever it may be are right there's always this desire to open and, and you know to, to really um to just be embodied and grounded in like that fullest expression of truth of freedom of love of sovereignty and so with that said you know it's like these people who are coming out with perspectives that somewhat deviate from the ones that I already had you know I'm going to I'm I'm always going to be open to exploring those you know so like I don't and I don't know you know I feel like some of that's through inner exploration and through the inner conversation but perhaps also from the external as well because the external has always To some degree, the external has always served me, right? Um, Particularly through these leaders and influencers who seem to activate something that feels true, right? Something that's, it's not forced at all, but it's like interfacing with their frequency, with their energy. It like actually unlocks like a river of intuitive understanding where you don't have to force you don't have to force your understanding it's just like oh like, like it literally unlocks it within your body
0: yeah yeah and you feel it as truth and so i i think it's beautiful that we can like we have this you know river that we're on like this river of time and consciousness and life and we're gonna meet people on that on that flow and yeah, it could be an influencer that you're watching or someone that you work with personally. And it's like, you go into their field for a time and, Oh, it's like, Oh yeah, there's so much resonance here. Oh yeah. I needed to integrate that. But then it's like we're integrating that into our soul journey. It's, you know, we've, we've fragmented all these pieces. And so we're going to be drawn to, who resonates with us so that we can integrate those fragments. And it, and so it's like, oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure everyone listening and you and I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I followed that person for a while, was super interested in what they were saying. And <laughs> um, yeah, worked with that coach. And it's like I was just saying about that coach. It's like, yeah, I needed to go into that field for a time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like those pieces have integrated and I don't need to be in that field anymore. And And that happens with my clients too, you know, like they come in for a time, maybe they stay for a a long time. Uh, you know, we have a lot of soul family on the planet right now. And so it's like, as I download new things and uncover new things and launch new programs based on what I've integrated then there are some people who are like yeah I'm gonna keep traveling with you because that's like exactly where I am you know we're we're (laughs) we're on the planet doing this as soul family this at this time it's like you just trust the resonance you know like trusting the resonance versus I need this in order to get that in order to be this in order to be perfect it's like no, just like trust the resonance and trust your soul and like be in the spaces and let it be easy and, and then integrate and, and bring back and trust yourself, mm. but always returning like you're saying to your essence and, and to your source, to your source. Don't make anything else your source.
1: Yeah. You wow. Know? I love what you said there and trust the resonance. I love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it makes me think because like there are a lot of, <laughs> it honestly baffles me, like all of the the spiritual leaders that I used to, you know, that at one point I would put on this pedestal and I would, I would treat their word like gospel. And like, as time has gone on, mm-hmm. realizing like actually how distorted and like hijacked they are, like, yeah, like. Like, I'm talking, like, and and I'm sure you understand, like, where I'm coming from. But it's, like, just, oh, my God. It's crazy. (laughs) Like, like it's...
0: I think we could, like, name a few. But I I don't know that that I want to or need to. But, yeah, like, really mainstream, mainstream manifestation teachings. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's, It's distortion.
1: Where it's, like... I'll never free and I'm not gonna mention the, the person of course, but um it's like once you um, once you feel the truth within your body, then it's very easy for you to read between the lines and to literally see how these people are taking truth as it would align with the truth that is in your body and like distort it. Like, like, like slightly change it in order to serve a lie, to, to serve something that is opposite mm. of the truth mm. of what you are, to put you into a, a disempowered state, mm. codependent mm-hmm. state, mm-hmm. Um, whatever it may be. and and it's just very interesting because a lot of these leaders, a lot of these teachers, can be very um charming, compelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, They seem, you know, just because they seem like they're so spiritually connected doesn't mean that you want to be connecting with what they're connecting to, you know, like, it's like, it's, it's some reptilian shit. Like I'm going to be honest. Like
0: Yeah. It's, it's reptilian. It, it, there's a lot of other influence. And, um, you know, like I was just sharing about my father, like my father is a religious salesman. Like if you met him, you would love him. And, um, it's like, but, but the but the distortion is in there and in my my being, you know, my whole life in my being, I knew that something was off. And so I think that um back to sovereignty and back to just like even saying out loud, I align to the truth of who I am. We're talking I am presence. My essence, I align to that and I choose that. You can say out loud, I choose sovereignty. I choose to be connected to God source. Not to say that other things won't get into your field because they will. Um, They may already be in there from familial influences or just friggin' social media every day or yeah, hearing um, a teaching that actually has something distorted in it but it's like, that's not the, the biggest, like, don't even, I would say, don't even be afraid of that. Um, because the fear is going to feed all of, all of that negativity. It's like, there's either God or not, right. It's either Mm -hmm. love or fear. And so if you are continually, aligning to the essence and the soul essence of who you are by sovereign choice saying it out loud everything else out of my field i am sovereign i am sacred i am free i declare it and keep going you will continue to fortify your field and your architecture and what is not in resonance will bounce out it, it will not be able to exist there anymore. And, you know, relationships change, beliefs change. But you, good Lord, if we're stagnating at this point in time, like that's on us. Because there's so much potential evolution. And um, I like, uh, I, it may have been Lisa Renee that said it first, I don't know, but, you know, ascension is a really hot word. I really, you know, an ascension is a hot thing. I really love to feel it, but it's happening inside. So it's like in right? It's happening in us. We are the vehicle. We are the vehicle for these unity frequencies. These, uh, you know, the collapsing of the polarization happens in us. So if there's a teaching that feels out of alignment and you allow it into your field and you maybe bring it into your consciousness and it's a thought form and you try it out for a while then you notice like oh there's a polarity here there's a contrast between what's in my heart and what's in my truth and then this outside thought form oh that no longer feels correct to me so you actually quickly have the ability to um it's like collapse that polarity You know, go back to love like, oh, okay, I see this. I see this contrast. I know who I am. I am secure in my heart and in my truth. And so I'm going to it's almost like loving the polarity. That's a quick way I can describe it. You know, like you love it. You don't have to have super stark boundaries. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to cord cut. You don't have to like, you know, keep it away with might because those are based in fear and and it's like if i know who i am and i exist in love and i have the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine in unity in me and my heart then i don't need to fight i am love i don't need to hold something else at bay
1: mm-hmm.
0: does that make sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's very important um One, I think it's great that you as a leader yourself in this space, that you are so devoted to having a clear channel. And I think it's also interesting, um, and perhaps some of this is because you're a podcast host, but it's like you, there's something about you where it seems like the people who are aligning with you almost feel included on your journey right it's not like you're like this Mm -hmm. teacher or this preacher like shouting from the mountaintops but it's like hey like you know i may not necessarily have the clearest field all the time or like whatever it may be Uh right Uh um at least that's what what it's like for me it's like sometimes i'm not in integrity and i have to every time that i'm not in integrity and i have my my slip-ups my mishaps whatever i have to see that as an opportunity of like oh like I'm glad that this could humble me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because honestly, what I don't want is for my ego to get out of control and for it to just be like festering back there. And and there's like this entire operation that's happening without me knowing.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I, I did enter this space with ego and I didn't, Enter this space with uh, this space, like in the entrepreneur world a couple years ago, um, like not realizing, right? Because I think when we're on the soul journey, we are going to get our own lessons on this journey if we're committed to our soul, whether we are entrepreneurial or not. And for soul entrepreneurs, I just created um, an offering for women in a spiritual led business years one, zero through three, you know, because we are waking up to like, Oh, I have this gift. I have this message and it's like, yeah, but we're going to need soul guidance because the soul will hand to you (laughs) what you need to integrate. And so, um, I was, you know, through my own like astral projections, through my own psychological projections and masculine wounding, I, I definitely made mistakes, and like owned them. Fucking got humbled, and um, twenty thousand or <laughs> two thousand nineteen was a dark night of the soul like Mm -hmm. dark night of the soul. And there were the, there were things I needed to, to know and learn and integrate. And it was hard. And I also want to say, so that, that was very humbling. I mean, life is humbling, right? Like I cycle through fears and then I remember, Oh, fear is not truth. Right. Let me let me go sit down and meditate and and get back into the frequency and into the quantum of my truth. And and, um, you know, this creation consciousness and, and communing with the sacred. And this is also why I talk so much to women, modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, meanwhile, in jobs meanwhile they've ca- like climbed leadership ladders you know like i did meanwhile they're raising children it's like and and here we are in probably the tail end of this pandemic but no doubt the world is going to continue to change and we have been juggling so like i'm a mom i'm a mom first i have somehow three pets, because I keep getting my child pets, (laughs) but I have three pets that like distract me from meditation. Um, you know, I, I'm a single woman. I have struggled with, um, prosperity because that was the primary way that those, that Luciferian consciousness came through my father was like deep, deep, um, manipulation around resources and prosperity and whether or not I would be okay. Um, so I, have been on a very real life journey, like very fucking real life. And if I tried to hide that (laughs) in any inauthentic way, um, I would be doing everyone a disservice. And so, yeah, like the spiritual perfectionism, like fuck it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. fuck it. Like there is enough magic and goodness that's coming through in real life, like while we're, while we're busy, you know, I got this IUD taken out, um, and was having this experience. Cause I always pray at night and I pray in the morning and I was like, Oh wow. Mother Mary is like in there doing some light work in my uterus. And I knew that and But then I was, like, too fucking tired, right? Because I had just been a mom and everything else all day. And I, like, fell asleep while I was in that meditation. I'm like, damn, I missed Mother Mary. <laughs> maybe she had a different message for me. And and maybe there's, you know, like, the pressure of, oh, maybe I should know more, have more together, or, um, you know, like, I, I still definitely do that to myself. And so it's, like... We're walking a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just, I was just instructed by spirit, you know, call your offerings mystery schools because that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So taking this teacher that I have always been and yes, I'm getting some codes and yes, like I can, I'm, I'm holding these group channelings that are so magnificent, but I don't always know what's coming. Of course not. Like I can't, it, that's why it's the mystery that's why it's spirit it's like yes you know i'm here i'm here i want to be connected i want to hear you what do you have for me how can i serve Mm -hmm. and we're not sitting on the meditation cushion 24 hours a day this is real life we need boots on the ground Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah the integration of that is um of that spiritual life of that, of that mystics life right inside of what we would call real life. It's the only way it happens. (laughs) Like I have a 12 year old child and three animals and I need to pay the bills. And, and so like, you know, that's all very three D I'm all about integrating the spirituality into three D like, and vice versa. My company is called embodied breath,
1: right? Like
0: the spirit in the matter, the feminine and the masculine, like
1: Mm. everything together. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's, um, it can be overwhelming, um, for seekers because it feels like they have to like do a lot of things. Right, and then there's all this information that's coming at them. And so I think with that said, whether you're a leader in this space or whoever you are, like it doesn't matter. It's like how can we how can we make it such that we are feeling what it is that we need to feel in order to take the appropriate action and how are we inspiring others into feeling what it is that they need to feel into in, in order to inspire them into certain ways of action or maybe non-action, whatever, you know mm. what I mean? And I, and I feel like, cause at the end of the day, it's like, we, 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 we need to be connecting with our essence, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, and I, and can I,
0: you say that again? Can you say that again? So our you said something about like our action and their action. Can you say that again, please?
1: Mm.
0: Inspiring ours and theirs.
1: Um, so like as a leader? Yeah. As a leader, um, how can we communicate our messages in a way that inspire people into genuinely... Interfacing with what it is that is alive for them so that they can take the appropriate action or um, non-action and basically guide them to to clarity within themselves. May
0: I comment on that? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's more like I'm contemplating now that you said that, and I'm just kind of contemplating here in real time. But I'm realizing and hearing you say that that um, I don't do what I do so that others will change their actions. Like mm. I'm actually not trying to influence action. Um, which is interesting. I'm going to contemplate this more after mm. after our conversation, but. Um, You know, for me, I think, and this is just raw and honest, for me, yes, I am a leader. And I was a leader in schools. I was a leader probably at four years old. I mean, it's in me. But my job as a leader, I see, is to be in integrity and listen to my truth. And as a business person, this took a while for me to figure out because I would... I would offer things and then the action that I wanted people to take was join me in this offering, right? Because my financial security is, off, is also tied to that. Like, okay, so here I am and I'm I'm giving the things that I know and I'm giving you this podcast and I'm like giving, giving, giving all the time and giving you my thoughts. It's resonating with you. Like you, let's exchange, right? And so I think the the marketing for me became a little um, maybe out of integrity or something because there was that fear that was influencing the the thing that I wanted them to do. Mm. So really what I want everyone to do is like follow their soul, is to connect to their truth. Because if we're doing that, we're back in unity consciousness and the world is a different place, right? Mm. So I'm here to help with that. So as I see it now, Nick, um, and I've definitely just gone through a major energetic cleanse, you know, with these summer eclipses. And, and so some of this is f- like reformulating now, but, you know, I just developed, uh, a gender equity, uh, and leadership training, um, offering in my business. It's on my website. And I, 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 have all of this experience with children and children are so um, confused in this time. And it's like teens, this is the age of identity formation and they haven't been able to be with their cohorts of friends. And so we have teen suicide on the rise. Um, You know, then there's, so I'm really passionate about that. And I have offerings for that. Um, So what I'm trying to point to is, When I listen to my truth, these are the passions that come up and out of me. And it's my job. And I am, I'm a projector in the human design. So I think that I do things maybe differently than other human design types. Um, But I see it as my job to like follow that passion and that truth guided by spirit and put these things out there and take right aligned action. Right. That's like the masculine essence in me. It's like. I can't just sit on a meditation cushion and say like, okay, God, I'm ready for it all to show up. Like I still need to be taking right action to say, I have these offerings. And do I know that lives transform in my space? Absolutely. Do I know that what I offer is in integrity? Absolutely. And so putting that offer out there without the need for them to take action on it it's, it's interesting when like money and livelihood and things like that are involved, but um, I don't have a mission that people change their lives in any certain way. Mm-hmm. I think my mission is to live in integrity with my soul and my soul's truth and offer mm-hmm. and, and to be of, of service yeah and be inspired right like not just of service because i think that's a depletion orientation sometimes mm-hmm. too but like yeah to be inspired and um yeah and graciously receive right and and like it all happens in there mm-hmm. but
1: yeah 100 percent. i um and thank you for for challenging challenging me challenging me on that um Cause I would like to go deeper into where I, um, into where I'm coming from. And I did, and I did a little bit of inner, inner investigation as well. Um, but I do, I do share that same desire as you Right, is to like, to be in integrity and to express from my heart. Right. It's like, whenever I'm in my heart and I'm expressing from that place, there's, there's nothing that I want from other people. Right, um, but there is this inspiration within me that I'd say a theme in my life is like decision making. Maybe that's like an aspect of just like the masculine, but it's like, how can I be clearer in the decisions that I'm making? And so a lot of the things that I share are, um, I, would, I, would, I would say, somewhat related to that theme, right? It's like, how can we come to deeper clarity within ourselves? And so my art, um, a lot of the time, can kind of come from that place, right? Um,
0: I feel in this moment a, uh, like a, a beautiful, masculine, feminine dance. I feel like the, the answer is kind of (laughs) somewhere there in that dance. Yeah. Do you feel that?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, because I think these are very like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm here.
0: Will you have me, you know, like I, I'm, I'm here, I'm offering and you're like, yes. And, you know, I, I want to lead, I want to take action. And so I, I'm going to contemplate this too. I don't know that i was like specifically <laughs> challenging you. I was just saying, I don't know that I have that. Um, yeah, but, but that I'm really going to think about this in terms of leadership. Um, for mm-hmm. sure. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's, and that's some that's something because okay. Whenever I'm in leadership, like like I know that I'm in a position of leadership. It's like whenever I'm sharing from my heart, it is very important for me that I do not come from this place of trying to force something onto another person. However, but instead I'm holding the space for them to come to clarity within themselves, so that they can make their own decision. Yeah. I feel like that is, I feel like, I I, I feel like at this time, um, that's perhaps the clearest way that I could put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I left, you know, I left special education, like after like 15 plus years of special education and working with kids with social and emotional and like autism and like all kinds of diagnoses. I did a lot of convincing and I think that's a shadow side, you know, in my, in my personality and my gene keys and all of that, like that, the need for someone to do it differently definitely was something that I exercised for a very long time and was in fact in my profession, <laughs> you know, like here, let me develop this plan so that you can, you know, evolve and, and learn and do your life differently. And, and there's so much convincing energy in that. Mm-hmm. And I was always a really big thinker and, you know, like <laughs> vegan at 19 and things like that. So I was like always in convincing. That's damn tiring. And so mm. I I have very, very little desire to convince. But I do, and I'm feeling this right now, I'm beginning to offer like community calls and a membership option in my business in the upcoming weeks and months because I do desire community I love these women's programs I love going deep with people Um, and so I definitely don't want to convince but I am really excited right now and desiring community um, around around these topics and I'm excited to teach in that community quite honestly, like, okay, there's a lot of years of a lot of learning. Like how can I offer back? Yeah. Um, so.
1: Yeah. That, that's powerful. It's, it's interesting. Um, with that convincing energy, um, because for me, like whenever you, whenever you brought this thing, whatever it is to the light and, uh, brought us just into this avenue of the conversation, I had to kind of check myself a little bit, um, as to where I might be like trying to convince either you or the audience mm. that like, mm. that I have something together, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or whatever it may be. Um, and it, re- and it felt really good to kind of, um, yeah. a little bit of just like an ego shattering moment of like, Hey, like you can just like, Oh, you can just let go, you know? <sighs> like like it, you know it, it was heart opening like it felt i felt more connected with you you know um, beautiful and um also on the you know on the topic of convincing i you know i remember the days whenever i would whenever a lot of my posts on social media quite frankly were <laughs> it was very interesting it had it carried this energy of like I'm saying this right now because I'm embodying it. I'm this, ma- I'm this masculine, you know, I have this depth of presence. Like I, you know, like all of that type of stuff, like kind of just like posing a little bit, mm. you know, um, in a, in a way that was very indirect. Um, and so I, and so that's obviously something that I had to come to terms with quite some time ago. Um, And yeah,
0: but we all have that. That's what I'm saying about the, like we are human. And if we're trying to be a spiritual entrepreneur and not owning our humanness, then we're going to have an ego death. And you know, that's maybe more uncomfortable, but I think Mm -hmm. that we can choose that along the way. And, um, yeah, I recently was kind of doing the opposite, you know, spirit came in and like this king consciousness, this Christ consciousness came in and said, okay, the plan that you thought you had to relaunch that other program, actually, you're going to um, launch a program that's about women healing their relationship with the masculine on all levels. And it's called fall in love with the king. And I was like, Really like what? And it's massive. It's six months long. It's a soul container. I mean, it's a deep dive, right? But I wasn't really marketing it. And I was so tired of being on social media in order to, it felt like convince. Do you want to listen to my podcast? Do you want to do this group with me? Do you want to do one on one coaching with me? And, you know, and it's like, yes, that's tied to my livelihood. And, but but more so I want to do the work right like I, I want people to join me but I was really um kind of disassembling some lack energetics that were in my business and I was uh yeah like really kind of clearing and cleansing it felt like a wash you know of um like in was coming this new frequency and while that old was going out I didn't even want to be like posting. I was like, this is so tired. I've been doing this for three years. You know, if like people want to come, I I want them to come. So I was working in the quantum a lot, like some clients were were coming in, but, you know, then spirit was like, you still have to let them know that you're there. You know, like Sarah put something into the 3D and and keep going. And so then, uh, you know, with a bigger... Soul integration piece that came back and a bigger healing of that. When that all cleared, now I'm I'm putting out there from the space of um, you know, invitation rather than like convincing it's it's more invitation. Like, there are Christ codes coming through this group. <laughs> Would you like to join? You know, and to be able to say both, right? Like, wow, I channel a Christ consciousness. Nick, it's not too long ago. I really wouldn't have been able to sit here and say that because I would have feared that it sounded like ego. But if I am truly being honest about what I find when I am in alignment with my truth, I probably held back for for a long time. If I'm being honest about that alignment, yes, this is part of my mission on the planet. And so I have to say these things Mm -hmm. and, and it's not ego. Um, and yes, next month I'm going to know more than I knew this month. And I might look back and be like, Oh, I got that. I got that sentence wrong in that post because now I know that there's a bigger truth in that, you know, but it's like, I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. right and so yeah like owning our truth and shining bright so that we can attract in the resonance those that desire it and want it versus um the ego saying like i need to convince you you know so that you can come in so that so that i can make a living and you know i have a lot of that running Mm -hmm. a lot of that it's really fun to be here in this conversation and to be like oh a lot
1: of that has moved through. Yeah, awesome. thank you. One hundred percent. I want to ask you, um, what does it mean to you? Um, fall in love with the king, with the master. Then I, I, I'm curious to to hear a little bit from you, from your heart about um, about this program and and, and just about. Yeah, about the program, but, like, what's, like, beneath it? Like, what's, like, deeper? Yeah.
0: Right, right. Thank you. This is excellent practice because these are the things that I was just hoping people would understand, right? But it's really come down to this in the past couple of days, actually. Um, You know, in a patriarchal system where the power over paradigm was associated with masculine. And here we get into gender and man and woman, but it it was bigger than that. And so women's association with masculine has to do oftentimes with with trauma, with something that has been taken. So when a woman thinks masculine or man or even she might not even be thinking it but it's like i'm so mad at men or damn it i keep going through this same pattern in relationship or oftentimes our lack of self-worth is is tied and connected to some aspect of the masculine you know this is a sweeping statement but i was also thinking about this this morning in the shower that i think that like (laughs) any perpetual problem that a woman has with who she is is going to be connected with a notion of the masculine. So if her biggest issue is relationship or if her biggest issue is money, all of those things are masculine essenced somewhere in there. So now let me clarify because I'm sitting here looking at a man and, and I, I am talking about a false masculine. So I'm saying we were enculturated to associate with a masculine that is not the true masculine. So it's this, I'm talking about a giant rule that's been pulled over our eyes. Giant. Like we need to start questioning a lot of things if we're thinking at this level. So how we orient to masculine has a trauma signature so much of the time, most of the time as women so a lot of women have been uh, reclaiming the feminine and working on empowerment and listening to intuition and all of those things. And even some more are saying, Oh, I realized that my inner masculine needs to come online. Awesome. Fall in love with the King is addressing inner masculine masculine in relationships with men. So a lot of women coming forward are, looking at what's going on in their relationship dynamic going, Hey, I want to understand it better. He, I want him to get it, you know, but I don't know if I should stay here. That kind of, that kind of questioning in an evolving world. And then the third component is masculine as God. And so the King consciousness and the King is not a word that I used in my spiritual practice, like when this came in. And so I had to do some questioning, but that's part of, of the mystery school is for a woman to say, well, what is my relationship with the sacred masculine? What is my relationship with king consciousness, with the words, man, king? You know, we we associate all of these thoughts to the words. So where am I reacting in my body, in my emotional body because of words even, right? And so when a woman can transcend the trauma associations with masculine and actually come to know the authentic masculine, not searching through a man, because that's what we often do too, right? Like we want to know the sacred masculine, so we want a man to prove it to us. So this is actually going to the essence of... The divine masculine, the king, the holy father, whatever she chooses to call it, and learning her relationship to that, allowing that back in. So for women with religious trauma, I was told that God was a man or God, you know, God was he and had a son. And I had to listen to both of those. And that everything about me as a woman, my thoughts, my sex, everything was wrong. According to that, that's inherently traumatizing. So a lot of women in my practice come with religious trauma that is preventing them from unity consciousness because they have masculine trauma around God. Mm -hmm. So this is all of that, Nick. This is all of that. (laughs) So falling in love with the king is when she is saying, oh, I feel that masculine essence. I know it. It's in my heart. I mean, it's unity consciousness. We don't need a man to prove it. We don't need to be angry about the patriarchy anymore. It's transcending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not bypassing. Like, we're doing
1: a lot of <laughs> integrity. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. That, that's very powerful work that you're doing. And um, it's super important because, yeah, um, our, our masculine has been... <laughs> yeah, it, it's been, um, it's been beaten. Like it, it has been, you know, especially with new age spirituality and things like that. And, um, for, oh, gosh. You know, oh, <laughs> it's like non-existent. It's like not even there. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's like the masculine with new age spirituality is just not even, <laughs> it's not even like it's, a. Yeah, it's it's in, and the feminine itself it itself is distorted in that like it's it's a it's a mess. Um, but what came up for me as you were describing um, all of that is my relationship and how my relationship has evolved with the masculine, um, just like the energetic and something that I wrote down is like this idea that I will be punished when I'm quote unquote wrong. I think yeah. that is something that I've, uh, I've, I've constantly gained clarity on in my path and also boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that falls under, you know, the the new age umbrella doesn't necessarily help that. Right. Because it suggests that you have little, you, you know, <laughs> they suggest that you have very loose boundaries you know and yeah. and so for me it's like being able to set boundaries and to actually stand up for myself and to to protect my essence from nonsense. <laughs>
0: mhm. Mhm. Protect my essence. Yes, absolutely, which is such a beautiful masculine frequency to protect the essence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I really love, you know, the the mystic like the inquiry about this, you know, when I ask women, they come and and they're realizing, Oh, I don't have a relationship with the sacred masculine. And I've been projecting this onto men and the men aren't able to show me. Of course, they're not able to show you. I'm not, I'm not perfect. Like we've been talking about, like I cannot be the embodiment of the sacred feminine for a man. A man cannot be the embodiment of the sacred feminine for me. Like, we are flawed. We're still in human form. So when we ask, and I think a lot of women ask men to show them something that we're innately desiring, we're desiring to know the masculine, you know, especially if we have a wounded relationship with religion or father or, you know, previous husband or something like that. Like if we have a wounded experience or a traumatic experience with a Of false masculine under patriarchy, then we're holding that, but we're looking for the solution. And so I'm calling to consciousness stop looking for the solution, like we were talking about in the beginning, outside of yourself. And I start to ask women, what is your relationship with the sacred masculine? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's where you start. You start inquiring. Like you sit down on your meditation cushion or on your bed and you say, okay, what is the sacred masculine to me? I'd like to know you. And then you're like, whoa, okay. I was taught to pray to God, this God in this way, you know, maybe at some point in my life that felt false. So many, many women said no to the masculine, myself included. Like no to masculine essence when saying no to a religion that was not okay, right? Like we could sense the distortion. We could, like the feminine not being welcome here. Like, no, I'm not friggin' okay with that. But in that rejection, we are actually separating ourselves from the masculine essence of God. That again, the reclamation will come through us. Mm -hmm. the remembrance will come through us and through our souls questing and um you know it's really beautiful like right now on the planet a couple years ago i started to realize and see how the grid in the planet is moving you know feminine energy masculine energy and as like, the, the grid in the planet was distorted at the beginning of patriarchy. You know, it's, just, it's this whole thing. It wasn't just, like, humans doing this. There's all this influence. And so um, with that distortion, because I started to ask myself a couple years ago, like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, feminine, masculine, all that. But, like, fucking why? Like, why are we doing this game, right? And that's what led me down the rabbit hole of, like it's way bigger it's way bigger it's like a you know final frontier of consciousness here on the planet and and we're bringing back unity but anyway i kind of went down a rabbit hole there but but women's reclamation like and anyone any human's reclamation of feminine masculine frequencies it's like bringing the remembrance forward and it is activating in the planetary body now too because we are elevating the consciousness. Because earth is ascending, like there is more sacred feminine frequency available. There is more sacred masculine frequency available. Mm. Like that is actually happening and so, you know, in these group spaces, but but anyone is welcome to it. Obviously, um, in their own practices, we are accessing and like teaming up with the planetary grid, with the Earth body, with um, like with all of these frequencies that are here to to help. And I do think like it's it's in us anyway. Like we're we're activating what is already imprinted. Mm-hmm. We're activating a cellular remembrance
1: Yes That's so That's so powerful it, It's like how, It's um It's like that unification Right and um Noticing like where are we Neglecting Or abusing or suppressing Our essence Or feminine right. Like like where are we creating That that separation or where are we allowing that separation to exist and a good question perhaps is like what would a true father feel like for you yeah you know that that's a question that I would ask myself at least is like what would a true father in every moment You know? Yeah. It's it's like how how can I take care of my human in that way so that I'm not too soft, not too sharp, not too whatever, but just like, yeah.
0: Yeah. The benevolence of the Holy Father and coming back into that that remembrance. I would say too another like inroad, um, you, you said something a moment ago that made me think of this, you know, where we are holding on to a story of wounding, where we are holding on to like a, a victim, a victimhood, right around men. Um, those are areas that we are holding ourselves in separation, right? And it's the it's hard to hear that, and I'm not victim shaming in any way, of course, because real things have happened but as long as we are holding those stories we are holding ourselves in opposition to the love that is available
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and that takes like big and brave work and so to fall in love to open your heart to say yes to the king consciousness is to transmute the the density and the trauma of eons of patriarchy mm-hmm. You know, no
1: small thing. Yeah. yeah, No small thing. (laughs) Yeah. Breaking the Uh, chains of obedience to a fallen system and all this. Like, it goes back to the the coconut water thing earlier. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, what I wanted was very simple and I had the money to get the coconut water. You know what I mean? It's not like I was saying, I want this sports car so that I can look this way to these other people, like, you know, this very artificial and inorganic right mess, but it was, like, a very, like, soul-aligned action that I feel was in alignment with, like, king consciousness, right? It's, like, I want to yeah. take care of myself. I want to serve myself. I want to serve um, my organic desire. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of yeah. suppressing it and neglecting it and abusing it.
0: Right. Yeah. So really, I call that, um, you know, and I, I usually associate this with the feminine, but I would have to stop and think about that. But um, the havingness, you know, mm. the, the havingness of, like, yes, it's okay for me to have this. And the resources are there and the, you know, the, the structure is there to support me having this. Now, if I wanted coconut water and this and this and this and that and a new outfit and this and that, I might be slipping into consumption. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And consumption is very different than having this in integrity, right? Because consumption is like, I will take this energy. And having this is, it's secure. It's in integrity,
1: yeah it's uh that's so beautiful <laughs> uh, it's like like the experience it's it's something um it makes me think because from a masculine perspective, I guess you could say is like for me, I've noticed um sometimes if I allow myself to slip into that too much into that consumption. And it's from a place of misintegrity, I guess you could say, or whatever it may be, or or, or wherever I'm allowing, like, that feminine sustenance to, to dominate me too much, there's actually, and maybe this is, uh, maybe this is wounding, maybe it's, like, genuine, I don't know, but I've noticed at times, like, an anger or, like, a frustration, um, of, like, not being fully solid, almost. Or not being... Yeah. You know, like, just, like, in general. Like, if I'm not in integrity, there can be um, some anger that comes up in, in me. And then, and, and, and like I said, like, maybe some of that's healthy anger. Maybe some of it's not healthy. I'm not sure. But I just think that's, that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I know for me, the... The area in life of havingness, consumption, money—you know—there are so many layers to that. Um, it, it's like some of our biggest shadow, um, I think, for for most all of us. And so, to disentangle that, I encourage anyone to be patient with themselves <laughs> because it—you know—these these things, and it's everything about worthiness and um, consumption goes back to that, that original wound of separation from, from God and from love and separation of masculine and feminine. And like in, in that power separation paradigm, you know, some could have it, some could not. And so this is so deep in the fabric of our culture and our psyches and, um, you know, trying to figure out like how to still work with a tool such as a dollar bill that has been so distorted previously, but like trying to do that as a light worker and a light being, um, you know, it, it's fascinating and tricky times. Um, and we've got to live it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got to do it.
1: Yeah. So I have two final questions for you. Okay. What to you is, oh wait, no, that's the last question. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Um, what is some soul food for thought that you have for the audience?
0: Ah, soul food for thought. We just gave them so much soul food for thought. (laughs) Um, so much. Yeah. I think just, I'll go on that last topic of, um, you know, for, for women, where do you expect an external masculine, like a man, to show you what the sacred masculine is? And for everyone listening, where can you begin to reclaim Uh, a relationship with the God essence of the masculine and, Mm -hmm. and know that in your being in that truth essence, not just from an outside source of what someone else tells you, but like, how do you feel it? How do you experience it?
1: Yeah. That's so profound. Cause it's like, otherwise it's it's almost like it's, it's like a program. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you're interacting with something that's not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Isn't this a beautiful challenge? Like, you know, we've had a couple of generations of people reclaiming the sacred feminine. And so there's like all of this writing on it. Right. So if a woman's reclaiming sacred feminine, she can, she can find plenty of books on it, but like, with, where are the resources for, um, you know, I, well where are the resources for a woman who is reclaiming her relationship to the sacred masculine? Like the, this is new territory. So yeah, we are, We are activating this, you know, inside of us.
1: Yeah. And and it's like, and if we're going to, if we're going to reestablish and to remember our relationship with God, with source, whatever you want to call it, we can't afford to, to outsource, you know, like we've been talking about this entire conversation, we can't afford to outsource our understanding you know, it's got to yeah. be like an inner standing. Like, what does it feel like?
0: Inner standing. I love that. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, and so finally, Sarah, what to you is the meaning of life?
0: The meaning of life. Uh, to love. Like to remember the heart and to love. Um, you know, the rest is like, it's fun. It's fun getting there. But I, I, have a lot of really cool conversations with my 12 year old son who is a bright, bright being. And, um, he was asking me a question yesterday that's reminding me of this. And I was like, well, the answer to everything is love. What are you talking about? And he's like, no mom, come on. You have got, you gotta say something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that's it because for all of the deep questing that I did for so damn long when I was in so much pain and trauma searching for the answers like everything comes back to the heart, everything comes back to the heart, and like if I can live the rest of my life from the space and the heart, respecting unity, respecting everyone, and like being curious instead of convincing, you know, if I can live the rest of my life in my heart like i'm I'm ready for that i'm that's enough for me, you know, yeah, so. That's my answer for today. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I think it's I think that anecdote from your son is super interesting. I'm I'm wondering where he uh what was alive for him in that moment whenever he was inquiring for more, you know?
0: He was giving me a, I remember more now, he was giving me a really, like, a complex riddle that he had made up, and it was, you know, like, you're turning left and right and left and right, and I'm using that as a metaphor because I don't even remember the words he used, but he was like, and then where do you end up? And I was like, love. And he was like, no, that's not where you end up, you know? And I was like, no, that's where you always end up. Like, what are you talking about? That's where... So he just, it, it wasn't that he was uh, like negating that love was the answer or anything. Yeah. He was just like, no mom, play with me differently. That's, that's really uh, what I was saying.
1: I love yeah. that. Yeah. Cause like love is very, you know, cause sometimes we will need like a, like a fierce love. Right. Um, Yeah. Or whatever it may be to, to like protect love itself.
0: (laughs) Right. True love. And like love doesn't mean being a pushover, you know, for this like fall in love with the King theme for a woman to love men does not mean that she gives herself away without discernment. You know, it's, it's like, if I'm truly loving everyone, loving myself, loving them, I'm clear about what is true, what is good for me, good for them. And I'm making discerning decisions about Mm -hmm. that. And so love does not mean giving yourself away so that you're in depletion. Love is sovereign.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And when you're in that sovereign energetic, love only overflows. And I can't even believe, like, pardon me, Nick, is like, holy shit, I'm saying these things. Because I spent so many years guarding my energy and guarding my resources and my feminine because I'd been so hurt and so depleted and I didn't know how to, like, get it back. And so this path of living the truth, aligning to yourself, trusting yourself, gaining that energetic sovereignty, that path leads to the heart. And to love, and then there's there's nothing that can be taken from you. That's the like mm-hmm. that defies the whole separation paradigm,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but it's so, like I well. cannot be taken from. I cannot be separated from God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wanna I wanna leave it at that. That was heartfelt. Um, and this entire conversation has been heartfelt and, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you showing up as you did today. So yeah, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much for the invitation and for having me and for asking me questions and letting me, uh, share to such depth. It's rare.
1: Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, everyone who, was listening to our show today. Thank you for being here. And we'll talk to you Absolutely. soon.
0: Absolutely, okay. So much love. To read my blog, schedule sessions, and to learn more about upcoming group offerings, head to sarahpoet.com. Tailored private mentorships are available for women who are ready to claim their voice and ignite their truth and their unique feminine frequency. I also have advanced programs in rebuilding the energetic architecture of feminine and masculine union within in your divine blueprint. I have an e-course available for couples in the Foundations of Conscious Relating, and I also do private relationship and healing work with couples as well. You can learn more at sarahpoet.com and sign up for a consultation. There is a 77-page e-book for free for you that is on the topic of modern women waking up to feminine and masculine reclamation and reunification that is all yours if you go to sarahpoet.com and sign up for it. And I look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you for being here. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.